0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. You have any of it? Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. So
1: we can all be quiet and peaceable and have a few beers together and listen to the music.
0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
1: When
2: I lose the championship, they'll have to carry me
0: out. Ladies and gentlemen... I'm here, and I'm ready. They're not. boring it. Pedro Fernandez.
3: Damas y Caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and I am the reigning, the defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title now for better than 29 years. And straight up today, for two hours on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, we're talking combat sports. That's right. Hour number one, boxing's the subject. Hour number two, we're talking MMA, UFC, Ronda Rousey, Chris Weidman, Cain Velasquez, Dana White, MMA, and talk about total combat sports for two hours on the YouTube. Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My name is Pedro Fernandez, I am the reigning, undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio areas, folks. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me welcome you to the Ring Talk family of listeners, if you've been here for 29 plus years, right on, just part of the crew. Straight up today, we're going to have a good time. Of course, HBO going last night, pretty good card, Saturday night, of course, emanating from Las Vegas, Saul Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, the star, the Mexican prodigy, the man that Turns those pay per view cranks, folks, in the main event. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little James Brown taking us to the break. We've got open phone lines coast to coast. 1 800 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network.
4: Protective Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership.
5: After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone.
4: You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if? 800
2: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
0: Fernandez.
6: You asked me uh, how well did he fight, I don't know, but I can tell you one thing, he punched good. Hand, so the, the
3: Hall of Famer herself, 20 Feet from Stardom, the star of that movie, of course, won an Academy Award. I'm talking about Miss Darlene Love in San Francisco at her free outdoor concert at Sigma Stern Grove which is on 19th Avenue in Sloat, I believe. Um, A fantastic place. They used to have a day camp there back in the 60s. where I, Of course, I attended back in the 60s. Bottom line is it's a great festival, and I hope you can make it Sunday, August 10th, 2 p.m. The Great Darlene Love returning to the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Darlene, bring it, baby. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into the world of boxing. This hour, we, talk, we turn to mixed martial arts and the UFC world in hour number two, and there's plenty of stuff to talk about in the world of the UFC. Of course, straight up, before we get to the Floyd Mayweather news, because Floyd Mayweather has put, him in, put himself in the news again. I mean, during a big fight week when Saul Alvarez and uh, Arislandi Lara have got all the press, in steps Floyd Mayweather. Uh, announces a rematch with Marcos Medina. We'll get to that a little bit later tonight. She'll Probably the uh, second or third segment. But straight up, Floyd Mayweather just let the other guys let the other guys shine. Let the other guys enjoy the limelight. He's such a he's such a hog, such a a whore when it comes for attention that he had to use this week to exploit the fact that he was going to fight again in September against Marcos Medina. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Last night, Arislandi Lara. That's right, nineteen two now. Two draws, twelve ko's. Didn't make it. Couldn't Couldn't just Couldn't turn the key for enough rounds against Saul Alvarez. I mean, I thought he won a few rounds, and he looked good boxing, but he just didn't, he is not a complete professional fighter. Now, Alvarez 44-1 and uh, with a draw on 31 KOs. The scores were 115-113 for Alvarez, 115-113 for Lara. And the Mexican judge, ah, Canelo's a uh, Mexican, had it 117-111 for Canelo. So that was like you know nine to three in rounds. I don't know if it was nine to three in rounds, but uh, Canelo definitely deserved to win the fight. I had it uh, about 116-112, So that's only one round off either way. One fifteen, one thirteen, or one sixteen, one twelve. Bottom line is Canelo deserved to win the fight. He was the uh, more determined. He brought it. Fourteen thousand three hundred twenty nine people paid to watch this uh, live last night. Of course, probably going to do somewhere in the area of I would say about. 800,000 to 900,000 homes on pay-per-view. Maybe it may crack the million mark. Who knows? If it cracks the million mark, it really signifies that Saul Canelo Alvarez, uh, only 25 years old, is now a superstar as far as pay-per-view is concerned. We sort of knew this before. Of course, he was on different cars with Floyd Mayweather. And then when he fought Floyd Mayweather, they did good numbers. But he seems to bring it. Of course, a reality TV type of guy in Mexico A guy that does a lot of commercials. He's the hottest guy to sign on as far as looking to get celebrity sponsors uh, south of the border. He is the real deal as far as his his ability to promote. But he's promoting himself as well because he's got this little Canelo Promotions where he gets a a promotional cut of the pie along with Oscar De La Hoya. Speaking of Oscar De La Hoya, now removed from the drug rehab program for about six months now. Bottom line is he was all over the uh, TV, all over the press, all in the media in the week leading up to this fight between Alvarez and Lara. And uh, why not? He's the promoter, of course. The he's been the promoter in the past, but he's had Richard Shaver out there while he's doing coke and and hookers and, and and wearing drag clothes and that kind of good stuff. That's what Oscar was doing while the other guy was running the company. So was he surprised when the other guy did deals that were could be could be construed as beneficial to him? If and when he ever left Golden Boy Promotions to talk about Richard Shaver? I mean, couldn't Oscar see the writing on the wall? Was he that coked out? I knew cokeheads. When I was a cop here in San Francisco, I had a, a relative that was hooked on cocaine. Uh, when I knocked on his door, and I wasn't in uniform, okay? I knocked on his door, he would peek out of the blinds. Okay, I could just imagine that going on over there. Oscar peeking out of the blinds. Because we didn't see him for a long time, remember? We wouldn't see him for like six, eight, nine months. Then he'd show up at a fight, and he'd look, eh, you know, not not really like Oscar. I mean, he's starting to look like Oscar now, starting to get his, his groove back, I think. But I think his groove is gone. I don't think he's got it anymore. He used to be able to con the public with good, you know, the proper words and proper verbiage and using the the, the grammar in his proper proper way. And he just, he doesn't seem to have that snap in him anymore. I watched an interview with him leading up to the uh, the Canelo alvarez Arislandi lara fight. He just didn't seem like the... The old Oscar. Now, that may be from, you know, getting wrapped on the head like a, a Mexican bongo drum in a bunch of fights. I mean, the guy was a professional for a long time, and he, he took some thumpings. He fought some good guys. If he fought them at the most opportune times, that's, that's to his advantage. That's not to, not to knock the fact that he did beat guys like Ike Cortez, and that was a close one. I was there, man. That was a real close fight. Too bad those fights weren't 15 rounds. I think that would have really shown us what Oscar De La Hoya was really made of because when I watched him back in the gym, In 1990, 1989, uh, down at the Carl DeMay Boxing Gym in Los Angeles, Hollywood, California. Of course, Marty Denkin put that together. But when when I watched him spar back then, I was thought I was looking at the next Alexis Arguello with Sugar Ray Leonard-like hand speed. That's how fast he was. He was throwing combinations and getting away. Five, six, seven, bop, 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 bop. And then just skating away from guys. He was beating up on pros, beating up on good pros. So I said, you know, Oscar's going to be the real deal. But when he turned professional, it just it just didn't transpire. It didn't cross over, I don't think. And I don't think he ever attained the greatness uh, as a pro that he would have, uh, that he did as an amateur. I just don't. Of course, an Olympic gold medalist, that is the height of the amateur game back in 1992. And, of course, one of a, a few men to win an Olympic gold medal, of course, we had 1992. That was Mr. Delahoy in 1996, David Reed, 2004. Uh, uh, Andre Ward, the current reigning undefeated world super middleweight champion. But who's won since then? Who's won the gold since then? Nobody. Nobody. Not one American. I don't think we've even had an American fight for the gold. It just it just isn't in the cards anymore. Like, Austin, you know, Amanda Stewart, God rest his soul, he said in an interview I did a couple of weeks ago, of course it was done like two years ago to the day, June 30th, I think, 2012, twelve, um, he talked about the fact that there's not any amateur boxing on television, so how would a kid know about amateur boxing unless he saw it on television? And I think he's got a point there, okay? You know, back in the, we were taken to the Golden Gloves at a very young age, and that sort of gave us, you know, mm, well, we snuck into the Golden Gloves at a very young age. So that sort of gave us a a, a direction of which, maybe which we wanted to go. We watched the Golden Gloves, we watched guys who were a few years older than us, and they'd be fighting, and maybe, maybe I want to do that, maybe I want to do that, but... You know that that's how you sort of you got exposed to. It. You have to have exposure. There's no exposure to amateur boxing here in the United States anymore. There's no, there's no outlet for them. There's no media outlet. USA Boxing. That's what they call it now. It's a bit of a failure, and it's bit of a it's been a failure. I mean, look at the the gold medal count alone. I just ran that by you. 92, 96, six, two thousand four. None since then. This is two thousand fourteen uh, halfway point. Bottom line is we're just not a, uh, producing the amateur talent. If you don't produce the amateur talent, it's not going to cross over to the professional level because that's how you train good fighters. I mean, even though these styles are almost direct opposites in the amateurs, you're throwing punches in mass and your punches in numbers count, okay? Where in the professional ranks, it's the quality and the clean punching that counts, not the amount of jab, bah, 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 the amount of jabs. But, you know, every time you throw a punch in the amateur games, you've got five judges around the ring and— they're all supposed to hit their little counter and count the fact that you threw and landed a left hand, okay, if it lands, or a right hand, if that lands. And they're counting these punches up, and then they, they look at their uh, at their uh, score score little score wheels at the end. It looks like a little wheel. They look at their score wheels at the end of the each round, and that's how they score the fight. That's how they're scoring these fights these days. That's how they come up with those funny scores. And to me, it's just not too cool, especially in the Olympics now. I think they've got a, a, a time limit on it that each judge has to – uh, three three out of five judges have to hit their little thing, their little uh, punch thing, uh, within a, a 20th of a second of each other, something like that. You know, come on, man, a second of each other. When you think about those kind of times and look at these old judges and things like that, come on, please give me a break. Some of these guys are like elderly and old and wearing thick glasses. And then, of course, you have the inept. The inept are always there. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Coming up from Macau, Guillermo Rigno on HBO2 Saturday, July 19th. The world 122-pound champion for Cuba. Olympic gold medalist twice. Taking on a guy whose name I don't even want to get into. But the bottom line is that's on HBO. We'll talk about the upcoming fights. We'll talk about the Saturday results on HBO in detail. And then we'll go into the Mayweather debacle right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeartRadio Network, and the American Forces Network.
8: Call Lear Capital now. 800-631-9229. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide you'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information.
6: probably Carl Frost because, you know, he the guy just, he's very arrogant. He talks a lot and he's convinced him to his fans that, you know, he'll do better the second time around. And it's not a fight that I'm chasing, but I mean, if, if, if he feels like he can do better, I, you know, I, I'll happily oblige him. And I think that's a big fight because believe it or not, I have a really big following in the UK, really big following. And uh, I have a following obviously here in the United States. And, and I just think that if we come together, because the bad blood is real we really don't like each other that's not something that's fake and i think people have sensed that and feel that and if we fight again he said that the only way he feels he can beat me is by knockout and i'm definitely going in there to stop him because i felt like i could have stopped him if i didn't go into our first fight injured so it's just i just think it's a lot of intrigue with that situation but yeah I, i've been fortunate to, to beat a lot of top guys at 68 but there's always movement like i said at 60 you know 75 and even 68 and you know. A guy is one fight away from being that guy, so I don't worry about not having anybody to fight.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
6: Are
7: you nuts?
3: The great Andre Ward there, 2004 Olympic gold medalist, a San Francisco native, living in, of course, in the East Bay, Oakland, California. Of course, that's where he fights out of Oakland, California. 27-0, 27-0, 14 wax the Undisputed World Super Middleweight champion. He was talking about fighting Carl Frock there. Of course, he's beating Frock. I thought he beat Frock like 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 a rag doll. just almost every round, if not 10-2, 9-3, somewhere around there. Judges had a little bit closer. Frock is 33-2 with 24 KOs, of course. 37 years old. Andre Ward just 30 years old, of course. Julio Caesar Chavez ranked number three by a box Rack. That's the in uh, they they sort of say, say they do the ratings per computer. Anyway, Chavez number three. Forty-eight and one with a draw and thirty-two KOs. Of course, that's the undisciplined uh, son of the great legend Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Arthur Abraham, double A at uh, forty and four, uh, with uh, forty and four with a draw and twenty-eight KOs. Of course, he's thirty-four years old. He's out of Germany. And then you got guys like Robert Stiglitz, the WBO champion, at thirty-three. He's forty-four and four with a couple of draw. Take that back. Stopped a couple of times with twenty-six KOs. Then you got Edwin Rodriguez, who fought. Andre Ward in his last fight, of course, in November of 2013, Ward has sort of been, you know, he's like the the guy in the milk carton. I mean, he's like missing in action. There's been injuries. I mean, I know he's had injuries. He had injuries to his his hand, injuries to his knee, injury. I mean, he's had his share of injuries, and some of them been uh, career threatening. The ACL injury that he had, okay, that that was that was career threatening, okay. But he's come back. I mean, he's a, he's a kid that. He could have made it in football, baseball, basketball, given the right size. He could have made it in any sport. He is an athlete. He's an incredible athlete. So is Jermaine Taylor. But he's a fighter first where Jermaine Taylor was an athlete first. Okay, I think that as far as the top of his game is concerned, Andre Ward on the top of his game. No question about that. We need to see what the world super middleweight champion is going to do next. Of course, uh, underneath, Saul Alvarez's thumping of... Uh, uh, Arislandi Lara, yeah, I thought it was a thumping. He Just towards the end there, it was just, you know, Lara just running around and, 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 and Saul Alvarez just, just popping him here and there to the body. Good body shots, shots over, over the top with right hands, things like that. Lara just didn't, didn't look like a professional down the stretch to me. That's why I think that uh, without question, uh, Saul Alvarez Canelo won that fight, going away now 44-1 to draw in 31 KOs. Of course, Abner Maros was underneath, won a unanimous nod in 12 rounds, former champion, I believe, in three weight classes, 15, 18, and 22. Um, And, of course, fought at 26, got taken back in 26, fought 126 pounds, got knocked out by Johnny Gonzalez in his first fight back, beats a Puerto Rican by the name of Jonathan Akendo, who's been idol of Leo since 2012 in a motorcycle accident. Uh, for the most part. He's had one or two fights since there. 24-4, 16 kills. This is a fight in which Okendo should have utilized his size advantage. Remember uh, last week when Crawford fought uh, Yuri Gamboa Terrence Crawford fought Yuri Gambo, of course, for the world 135 pound championship of the WBO. That was in Omaha, Nebraska, and, and Crawford won going away. I mean, it was just a, a he put he put a beating on the uh, Olympic gold medalist, two time world champion as an amateur. I'm telling you, Yuri Gambo just got lit up like a White House Christmas tree. Okay, but that was a difference in size. You could see it when the shorter guy is standing next to the taller guy, and the taller guy's got bigger arms and wider shoulders and bigger wrists and things like that, and bigger hands. He's the bigger guy. Okay, last night, Okendo was a bigger guy, but he couldn't he couldn't realize that he just couldn't realize he was looking for these big shots all the time when he had just could if if he just put his work ethic together and thrown punches, I think he would have beat Abner Maris not easily, but he would have beat him handily. Instead, Maris survived an incredible cut. Jake Duran, of course, he's a, they call him Stitch. He's been a guest on this show many, many times in the past, going back to the conception of the show, back in 19 God, the 1980s. So, uh, Stitch has been around. Stitch, the cut man that he is, stopped that cut last night. Wow! To stop that cut, the cut wasn't a factor anymore, and Admirers went on to win, going away. Admirers. a Decent looking fighter now twenty seven and one a draw fourteen KOs. Of Kendall now twenty four and 16 wax. The two thousand eight Olympic uh Mex uh, uh Olympian from Mexico Francisco Vargas. Well, I think he sort of closed the book on Juan Manuel Lopez. Juanma former champion one hundred twenty two and one hundred twenty six pounds. Of course, trying his medal at one thirty and just not not finding it. He's just too small. Another guy that's too small. But this was Mexico against Mexico against Puerto Rico as this rivalry just heated up. And as was the prior bout between Abner Marez and Jonathan and Kendall, but straight up, you got to look at, at, at Francisco Vargas stopping Juan Manuel Lopez as as being the end for Juan Ma. I'm I, I I've been calling him Dunma. He's 34 and four now, 31 KOs. He's been stopped in four fights. All four fights he's lost, he's been stopped. He was dropped in the third round. He had that look on his face, that look of like, where am I? Mommy, come help me. Okay, and you don't want to have a fighter to have that look on his face. He's had that look on his face in a couple of other fights in which he's lost when he's been stopped. I mean, he just doesn't look like he's got it together as far as a neurological. When you look at his face, he looks totally like, I don't know, like he's been knocked into another time zone or something like that. The man should never fight again. I don't care if he's only 31 years old or 30 years old. He should never fight again. In fact, I was talking with uh, Francisco Valcarcel, the president of the WBO. Of course, the World Boxing Organization is one of the sponsors of this show. In fact, if you want to know something about the WBO, their news, their upcoming fights, things like that, you can go to WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com for all the latest news on the World Boxing Organization. But their honorable president, the one, the only, Francisco Valcarcel, he told me about a year ago that, you know, he he, he didn't think that. <clears throat> That Juan Manuel Lopez should be fighting again, and then he was, you know, let this, uh, uh, let him do his thing one more time. But if he gets we get hurt again, he was gonna, you know, beg the kid to to retire. Maybe they can get him a job or something like. I don't know what he's he's got as far as uh, his intellectual abilities are concerned, but he can get a job greeting somebody at a hotel or you know, let him do something like that. He's he's a young kid. He's only thirty one. He, he's decent looking. I think he's can he can play it off as far as uh the residual effects of boxing. Don't look like they've taking their effect on him outside of the ring. But when he was inside the ring, he just can't take a punch anymore. And if he can't take a punch, guess what? It's time to call it a day. Mauricio Herrera came up short in a bout with the world 140-pound champion, Danny Lopez, in May of 2014, just a few months ago. Um, Now 21-4 and with only seven KOs. Of course, this is a guy that that Kareem Mayfield beat Handley, and then Kareem Mayfield went on HBO and flopped like a fish. That's a kid from San Francisco who I have such high regards for because he's one of my boys. Of course, Johan Perez was the loser against Herrera, and Herrera now uh, P- Perez now nineteen and two with a draw. Danny Garcia not wanting to go in the direction of um, <laughs> Mr. Herrera one more time. A difficult guy to fight, no question about it, Mr. A difficult guy to fight. Of course, July nineteenth. The Venetian Room in Macau, China. God, when I was back in Macau, the Venetian wasn't even there. Anyway, Guillermo Riggino is taking a guy on a guy named Saad Look Look Nong Yan Troy. Yeah, Look Nong Yan Troy. That's pretty good. Seriously, we'll just call him Saad. Okay, Guillermo Rigano, the unbeaten world 122 pound champion WBO out of uh, Cuba, now living, I believe, in Las Vegas or. In Florida, because Cubans only live in two spots in this country, Vegas or Florida. That's about it. Anyway, he is doing his thing in a 12-round fight against Saad. I think he'll lick Saad like a stab. On the undercard, the Olympic gold medalist twice for China. Uh, not much of a fighter in my mind, but they like him over there. And he, he gets some decent bucks to fight on TV. But, man, if this guy was if this guy was in the Golden Gloves and, and I was in the Golden Gloves against him, I think I could beat him. I think prime against prime. I think I'd beat Zhu Ximing. I think I'd beat him. Now Larry Merchant might laugh about that, but I really do. I think I would. I think I would bust him up. I don't think it would even be close. I mean, if we were both the same weight and of the same skill, uh, you know, with his skills and my skills, I just don't think much of the kid. I really don't. And they can do all they want over there as far as you know, matchmaking things like that to try to make him look like a star. But eventually, the Chinese will see that he's just he's a fraud. Okay, I mean that second gold medally one uh, that might have been ve- that was very debatable. That was in Beijing. Coincidence. No, I mean, come on. You know, that's just the way things go. A lot of Olympic decisions. Remember Roy Jones back in 1988 with that guy from Korea? Remember that? Roy Jones has got jobs. I mean, holy cow, silver medalist. He won the most valuable player in the 1988 Olympics, but he was jobs and got the uh, Olympic silver medal when the gold medal went to a guy from Korea. And he just happened to be fighting in Seoul, Korea. Okay. But Guillermo Reguino and Saad, that's the main event. That's HBO2. So you've got to have HBO2 or go to the Internet. Find a website on the Internet that has these fights live and watch them on the Internet. Of course, also on the card, Brian Valoria, uh, 2004. I think he was a 2004 Olympian. Of course, he's been around a long time, not 10 years, fighting around 112 pounds. was at 108 pounds at one point in time. A champion, I believe, at 108 and 112 pounds, but he's on the card. Uh, a couple other guys, Gilberto Ramirez is on the card. This is going to be on HBO 2. HBO 2, if you don't have HBO, you can't watch HBO 2. But if you have HBO and you have that package to give you all those different HBO channels. Yeah, this will be on one of those package channels, HBO2, one of, off the off the main strip. But so but but if you've got the internet and you know where to go, you can watch this fight live and for free. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside look into the world of boxing this hour. Next hour we're talking mixed martial arts. Thinking about what I'm going to do for the 30 year show. September 2014. How should I handle it? I don't know. Bring in some, like, beautiful women, have have some chick jump out of a cake or something. I don't know. Looking for your suggestions. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. This is your inside look into the world of boxing, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network.
1: Looking for a new way to play
8: fantasy sports? Join Scorestreak today. It's the easier, better fantasy site with no salary cap. Just pick three players in each of the three selected categories. The higher your goal is for the players, the more points you can win. Compete against your friends and others for real cash. This is totally legal and is based in the United States. Just register at scorestreak.com. Draft any athletes for your categories and go for a perfect score. No salary caps, no headaches, no problem. Go to scorestreak.com to learn more and win big. Dr. Robert Burke, Mayo Clinic-trained, board-certified cardiologist, with a message to all men over 30.
4: Man boobs. Well, it's not the clinical term, but it's what my male patients call it. If you're storing fat around your chest, stomach, and love handles, it's not healthy, and chances are it's not your fault. It could be your hormones. As men age, our bodies produce estrogen, a female hormone that can cause flabby chests and bellies, love handles, weak muscle tone, lower energy, and poor sexual performance. I tell my patients try Regimen before considering shots, patches, and drugs. I formulate a Regimen to power up natural testosterone. More importantly, it helps slow estrogen to help you regain that youthful, muscle-toned guy you used to be. Try a 30-day supply of Regimen absolutely free. Just pay shipping and handling. Get your free 30-day supply now at SolveLowT.com or call 800-777-7303. That's 800-777-7303. These
2: statements have not
5: been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Regimen is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Kid, if something in this facility breaks, bends, or bursts, Granger's got our back. 20 cases of disc springs from Granger.com. New rotary encoder ordered on Granger's mobile app. A dozen splash goggles from the local Granger branch. What more could you want in life? Granger has over 1 million products for all our facility's needs. 1 million. That's a 1 followed by 6 zeros, kid. Everything we need whenever we need it. Get it? Got it? Good. Call?
8: 800-614-1242, 800-614-1242, 800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products service availability varies by
6: state. And I just want to be um, respected for my era, to be mentioned in the name of Ray Robinson and Marvin Hagler and, and, and Ray Leonard and to be mentioned in the top four and the top five. Wherever you put me at, wherever history you put me at, I am grateful and humble to be there.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Yeah. Back with the sounds of the mighty Tower of Power on tour with Journey and the Steve Miller Band going coast to coast. Man, Tower of Power in the second leg of a long summer tour. 45 years after their conception. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing this hour. Of course, upcoming, as I said, HBO, July 19th, HBO2, Guillermo Originot taking on a guy named Saad. I'm having fun with this one. Lock Nong Yan Toy. I got it! That's it! Lock Nong Yan Toy. That's perfect! Pedro, you can go. You can go wherever this guy's at and do the ring announcing. Saad, Lock, Nong, yan toy. That's it. <laughs> I get a little faster. Xueming on the same card, of course. The two-time Olympic gold medalist is a bit of a fraught in my mind. Uh, July 26th, we got it going on, folks. Gennady Golovkin, the unbeaten world one hundred and sixty-pound champion, of course, of the IBO and WBA middleweight title belts. Of course, what that means, he's one of the. Uh, alphabet champions and of course these alphabet guys need to unify and hook it up and find out who's the best in each weight class as far as reality is concerned because you know we think that Gennady golovkin is the best at 28 no with like 26 knockouts something like that anyway take it on once beaten daniel gill uh former uh former champion 160 pounds so he has got an uphill battle in front of him because golovkin is the real deal i mean he's like not only is he undefeated he's he's amazing he's never been hurt he hurts people, both to the body and the head. He hits you in the arm. He's one of those guys that, that Larry Albert, Larry the Lip Albert, boxing historian that he is the brother of uh, former Golden Glove champion Lenny the Animal Albert, El Animal Albert here in, in San Francisco. He once told me that when, when so-and-so hits you, you feel it for a long time. And I think that's the way it is with that young man. Straight up, we're looking at some. Great, great fights with Gennady Golovkin, I think, as far as the future is concerned. I think Daniel Gill will be a tough challenge, but it will just be another bump in the road for the kid, uh, triple. they call Triple G, undefeated, looking to be undefeated again after July 26th. HBO Championship Boxing, coming to you from the Mecca Mecca of Boxing, Madison Square Garden, New York City. And on the undercard, a guy that I've had on the show before, Brian Jennings, the unbeaten heavyweight out of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. A Philadelphia mindset is what he possesses as far as his boxing ability is concerned, and not the bigger, biggest heavyweight I've ever seen. Taking on Mike Perez, Mike the Perez, undefeated Cuban, of course, uh, very a lot of controversy in his last fight. I think they called it a draw, and he he got beat. I mean, he just hasn't looked good since he had that that fight with uh, Muhammad Ab Abdul Salamov. I mean, ever since that fight, of course, Abdul Salamov got hurt critically. I mean, he's basically. Uh, incoherent or an in, incommunicado he's he, you know he, he, he's all right he's a vegetable from boxing i I've said it i didn't want to say it it's tough to say it, it's hard to admit sometimes that combat sports the injuries involved in combat sports are so uh, catastrophic but that, that's just the way it is that's the nature of the game okay but perez hasn't been the same since the fight with Abdul salamov and i don't think he'll ever be the same again it's just some, he seemed to have lost that spark. And I mean, he really had some spark. He was a good-looking young heavyweight, throwing good combinations. I mean, he would have been a perfect heavyweight in the 60s. I mean, he was he just a little bit small. But a perfect heavyweight in the 60s, maybe the 70s. I mean, a perfect heavyweight. Yeah, he was a little bit small. For today's era, of course, the heavyweight title now held by the, the man originally from the Ukraine, now fighting out of Germany. I'm talking about Vladimir Klitschko, six foot seven. What's he, 61-3, 51 knockouts. Of course, the recognized WBO, Ring Magazine, IBO. He's got all those title belts. He is a recognized world heavyweight champion. In fact, I'm going to have an article on him up at ringtalk.com come Monday morning. Monday morning, you'll see an article on the world heavyweight champion, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. But the, the Russians... They're making their move. Look at Gennady Golovkin making his move. I mean, pound for pound, he's already on the list, rising up the list. I mean, a fight, he's willing to fight anybody from 154 to 168 pounds. And when I brought Andre, when I brought his name up to Andre Ward, Andre Ward said he hadn't fought anybody yet, which really meant was Andre Ward wasn't thinking about that fight at the moment. Because if he was thinking about it at the moment, he would have, you know, Put something behind it. it. Said he went after Carl frock You heard him in the intro talking about fighting Carl frock again. Of course, in a rematch, either over in the uh in, in Europe or here in the USA. um <clears throat> HBO two July nineteenth, July twenty sixth. Of course, HBO coming to you from the Garden, the Mecca of boxing. But I really want to get into the fact that HBO is going to go with uh Brandon Rios and Diego Chavez. That's going to be the second of August. That's the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Uh, Jesse Vargas is on the card, a WBA super lightweight title fight. That's going to be a good fight. You know, the summer hasn't been too bad. On the same day, Saugus II from Atlantic City, looks like HBO is going to go with two split broadcasts. Blake uh, Caporello, who is uh, handled by the fantastic human being that he is, Mr. Ludabella, baseball team owner, of course, former HBO executive, now the man the that runs DiBella Entertainment in New York City. This will be for the WBO Light Heavyweight title. He takes on the unbeaten and unbeatable, I think, Sergey Kovalov. Sergey Kovalov's going to beat this guy down. Sergey Kovalov, you know, him and Adonis Stevenson, that's the only really fight we want to see. What's Stevenson now? 24 1, 20 KLs. He's been stopped in that 140. He's come back and he beat the guy that stopped him. Of course, Bernard Hopkins, we heard in the intro coming in there. Uh, he is now 55-6, and six, 32 KOs with a couple of draws. Of course, he's the recognized 175-pound world champion, I believe, in the minds of a lot of people. But in my mind, Kovalov at 24-0 with a draw, which was like a technical draw because some other guy got cut or butt or something like that. But he was in command of that fight through two rounds. He is 24-0 with 22 KOs in a draw. I think he's a real guy. At 175 pounds, that is the light heavyweight limit in the world of boxing. Stevenson ranked number one in a lot of people's minds. Some people uh, think that Hopkins uh, deserves to be ranked number one. But good lord, the guy's 49 years old. He's going to be 50 if he fights Stevenson or Kovalov, He's looking to get the. He said last uh, this past weekend on HBO that he's or uh, Showtime that he's looking to get a uh, uh, a contract to fight either guy. But you know, Stevenson is probably where he's going to go because uh, to fight Kovalov, Kovalov's with HBO. And Kovalov is probably not leaving HBO, and Kathy Duva is probably not going to leave HBO, even though they had a contract with, uh, Kovalev, uh, with uh, Adonis Stevens' Canadian, Canadian promoter to fight. And that's going to go through the courts and doing, going through litigation. And eventually, Adonis Stevens' people will either have to sign or come up with some money for re- for jumping out of the contract. But Kovalov, as I said, 24-0 with a draw. He is the real deal. Gene Pasquale, another Canadian, he sort of makes things interesting up there, but I, I don't think too much. I'm only 31 years old. Twenty nine and uh, twenty nine and six with a draw and seventeen kills. That sort of rounds out the top four as far as the light heavyweights are concerned. But you know, I look at some of the other names in the light heavyweight division, and nothing's nothing's standing out. I mean, I'm looking all the way down there to like the number number seventeen, and nothing's standing out. Maybe. Uh, maybe that, that kid Burbett Shimonov, but he, he's, he lost of late, so he's now 14-2. Nah, not a not any big names at light heavyweight. That's why Andre Ward's got to move up to 175. He's got to move to 175, and he's got to fight these guys. He's got to fight Sergey Kovalov. He's got to fight Adonis Stevenson. He's got to fight Bernard Hopkins. In fact, if I was guiding the career of one Andre Ward, I would send him in that direction. I, you know, too many stiffs at 168. I mean, he's beaten everybody. He's already licked them like a stamp. He has. I mean, Carl Frock, he beat Carl Frock. I mean, come on. Why fight Carl Frock again? Abraham, he beat Abraham. Okay? He he beat all these guys. He did. I mean, Michael Kessler beat him. What has he got left at 168? Nothing. There's nothing left at 168. He talks about a fight with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. It ain't going to happen. Chavez people wouldn't put... Him in the ring with uh with Andre Ward. I mean, Larry Merchant said that time and time again on the show, that they would be insane, that they would be committing career suicide with the kid if they put him in with Andre Ward because Ward would expose him for what he is, a rugged guy that doesn't come in all that, uh, that's not all that disciplined. I mean, he's like a, he's, I saw a picture of him the other He's fat between fights. He goes like 210, 215 pounds. And then you bring him down to 168. Come on, that's unrealistic. And he gains like 20 pounds afterwards. That's not fair. You got a guy weighing 188 pounds against a guy that's like 174, seventy-four, one hundred seventy. It's just not fair. I mean, I believe that everybody should gain a couple of pounds after the weigh, and I did when I weighed in at 139, of course, winning four Golden Glove championships back in the day. But when I weighed in at 139 pounds, I would probably go up to mm, 140 and three quarters, 141 pounds. That's it. Of course, we had week-long tournaments and had to keep the weight down. That was sort of tough. That was sort of tough. Keeping your weight down for an entire week was tough. Some guys couldn't do it, and they'd muck up. Like the second or third fight, semifinals, couldn't hang, couldn't make the weight. Or they'd make the weight, and they'd have to starve to make it and weren't prepared, had to spend their time in the sauna. I only had to spend my time in the sauna one time, and that was a bit rough. I had to take off two and a half pounds, and I wasn't in the greatest of shape, and I ended up getting beaten in that fight. So, no, I take it back. I won that one and lost a rematch to the same guy, which wasn't a smart move. Why did I fight him the second time? Because he was the only guy that would fight me. Straight up was a tough time back in the day here in the 1980s as far as getting opponents were concerned. That's because I was knocking everybody out, beating the snot of everybody, and that's just the way it is. I mean, when I got in the Golden Gloves, folks, I didn't go into the Golden Gloves to fight in the Golden Gloves. I went into the Golden Gloves to win championships. I won four of them. I I I mean, being a participant wasn't part of my, my mental makeup. I had the ideas, I had the mindset of a champion, and you've got to have that. No matter where your goals are, whether to win an Olympic, Olympic gold medalists or host radio talk shows or, 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 or be in the corporate world or, or run your own business, I mean, you've got to aspire to be the best that you can in order to put it out there, to put forth your best product, your best foot, because you only get one one chance in going around in this life. I've learned that. I'm through the, in, my, in my 50s now. I've learned that. You only get one chance to go around. You don't want to look back and, you know, "Eh, maybe I should have done this. I should have done that. The only thing that I think that I should have done in my life that I didn't do was I had a job in the 2000 Olympics down in in, uh, Australia, Sydney, Australia, and I wouldn't go. I was afraid of the terrorists. I just thought it was going to be a a Y2K-type thing. Of course, 1996, the Olympics uh, being marred by a bomb in Atlanta. I figured if they could bomb Atlanta, they were going to, you know, bomb something in Australia. And me being paranoid— just wouldn't go, so I didn't go down there to Australia. But outside of that, I don't think I don't have too many regrets. I really don't. I really don't, as far as life's concerned. Straight up, you're tuned to the insider's look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Hour number two, we're talking all about the UFC, folks. UFC 176 coming up. UFC 177. That's gonna be a great one. UFC 177, a rematch. Renan Borrell and TJ Dillashaw for the World 135-pound championship. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide Tower of Power and my national anthem.
5: 800-296-1360
0: And you know who never gets a death penalty are crazy people and mentally ill people. Anybody who's got a problem, like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Remember that guy? Was it four or five years ago? Dahmer was eating a lot of people. And they never gave him the death penalty because he was ruled insane. What a surprise. (laughs) But if a guy's crazy, that's the defense in America. He doesn't know what he did. He cannot be held responsible for his actions. Well, if he doesn't know what he did, then he doesn't know we're going to kill him. (laughs) The guy's that crazy, you put the guy in the electric chair, we'll tell him it's a ride. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. What's that supposed to be? Some kind of sick joke?
3: Some additional weekend results from the uh, across the pond in the UK. Tony Boulil, that's B E L L E W's Boulil, 22 2 and 1 now, 14 kills. Beat up on a guy named Julio Cesar Dos Santos, <laughs> not to be confused with Junior Dos Santos, 26 and 3 now. Couple of draws and uh, not too many knockouts. Not a very good puncher as far as uh, uh, Tony Boulou is concerned. Uh, I don't know. Boulou is going to hook it up again with Nathan Cleverly. He was a former WB 175 pound champ. He was a winner as well. Beat up a guy named Alejandro Valari, who was 15 and 5 going in. Of course, Cleverly now 28 1, 14 kills. Not a bad fighter. On the in the upcoming hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network, we're talking USC folks, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Of course, the world middleweight champion, still the world middleweight champion, uh, Chris Wyman a winner at USC, the latest pay per view, of course, taking out Leona Machida with a unanimous nod after five rounds. Ronda Rousey winning in like sixteen seconds, and of course, now there's there's, there's a frenzy to get uh Bantamweight contenders for Ronda Rousey and whether you want to realize it or not folks Ronda's here to stay. I think she's going to be a Hollywood mainstay if she doesn't get her brain scrambled fighting and I don't think she will. I think she's too good uh as far as her opposition's concerned she's just head and shoulders above above the above the field. I really think she is. Okay, so that being the case I don't think she's going to get lit up too bad. I think she'll be out in about a year she'll have done her thing in in uh in mixed martial arts, and she'll be a a star in Hollywood, unlike Gina Carano, who's looking to come back now. Of course, lots of stuff to talk about in the MMA Hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course. Saturdays and Sundays, we are live. Saturday, we are a one-hour program on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. It starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We combine both boxing and mixed martial arts into that one hour on Saturday. Sort of set the table for you. Then we come back on Sunday with the two-hour show. Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. First hour, all about boxing. Second hour, all about mixed martial arts. Straight up, we got it going on. Boxing, MMA, combat sports. That's what we talk twice a week, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Of course, Bernard Hopkins making his move as far as the light heavyweight champion is concerned, making some noise last night on Showtime. I think it's sort of good that a guy that's 49 years old has a title at 175 pounds. I also think it's sign of bad... Because it's sort of indicative of the fact that the talent pool 175 pounds or the current crop of boxing is so poor that a 49, no, an almost 50-year-old man can hold a world title in the sport of professional boxing. (laughs) Unheard of. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing this hour. Coming up, the MMA Hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. But until then, if you're leaving us now, until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, but don't forget iheartradio.com slash talk enter ring talk we got it going on the iheartradio network slash talk and then enter ring talk we got it going on folks 24-7 this is where it's at